This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me on my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 at 96.9 FM, 1360 AM, KWWJ. Or you can call in at 832-570-8075. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. See you then. All right, Houston, you are here with Gilbert Garcia, a tip from Gilbert. We're here, of course, every Monday on now a new station. So now I'm very happy to report that we are not only on Keep Walking with Jesus, 1360 AM, 96.9 FM, but we are also on KYOK, which they tell me means keep your own key which is 11.40 a.m. And so now we are broadcasting on two different stations live. And so we're happy to have you. You can have that on the background there, producer on the song, until I uh, tell you to cut it off. And I have a very special guest for me, and that is Dr. Ruth Cummings. Dr. Cummings, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Do you hear the surprise in the background there? Oh my God! Can you How believe that? about that? Touch me, Lord Jesus. Yes, I, uh, well, <laughs> I knew that that song had great significance for you. Yes, it was a song that we played every Sunday morning at breakfast. Well, growing up, well, every Sunday morning. Well, let me. You know, I wanted to play this song for you, and of course, what's very interesting is the song is by the Angelic Gospel Singers. Absolutely. Which apparently, and I did not realize, is one of the oldest and most famous gospel singing groups in yes, American history. Absolutely. They were started singing apparently in 1944. Yes, yes. Uh, and it was Ellie Mae Norris and Lucille Sherd. And they toured all over the East Coast. And their big hit, of course, was Touch Me, Lord Jesus. That's it. That is it. Well, there you go. Well, I want to do something special for you. We can go ahead and turn this uh, song there off there, Mr. Producer. So we are here, Houston. And in case you don't recall, we've been going on now for many months on KWWJ. And last week was the first episode that I did here on KYOK. And we're going to be simulcasting on both. So I welcome all listeners of KYOK. I hope you like this show. There we go. My studio audience is, is clapping. I appreciate that. Because at the end of the day, this is your station. And I want you to feel comfortable to say anything you want to say. Call in. And the number to call in, I will remind you, is 832 570-8075. And so for all my friends on KYOK, this is a station that is really meant to be uplifting. There's nothing but negative, negative, negative out in the news today. But I believe the world has a lot of good. And there are a lot of good people out there who have incredible stories, whether it's their background, whether it's overcoming adversity, all those things. And that is what we try to highlight here. We often have a pastor call in. We always start with a song that inspires me or has some type of religious significance or meaning. And so hopefully you'll enjoy this show. You may recall that last week was the first time we simulcast and we had a very special episode on Joe Campos Torres, who was the army vet who was murdered by some police officers back in 1977 and was thrown into the hole which was a place located on the bayou. We'll probably repeat that episode again somewhere in the future. 
But right now, I want to talk about Dr. Ruth Cummings. And Dr. Cummings, you have a very interesting story. I, I know your story. I know it well. I know your family. And a lot of people know your, your family, your husband and your son and everybody else. But tell me what it was like growing up on Sunday, eating breakfast, listening to that song. And tell us a little bit about what it was like growing up in Alabama. In Alabama, we grew up. And what year about was this now? I was born in 1952. Okay. Okay. And so um, every Sunday morning for breakfast, we had biscuits and gravy, grits, and fried chicken. And as we sat down to eat, the radio, Dad would turn on the radio, and the first song we would hear is Touch Me, Lord Jesus. This is, I hope it gives you a little bitty, a little weepy feeling there just for yes, a second. Yes, it does. It, it just brings all of that back to how happy we were to mm -hmm. get to Sunday. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. And you were one of how many? Thirteen. One of thirteen. Mm -hmm. Help me, Jesus, there, right? <laughs> your, your mom was uh, touched. Me. I tell you what, the, the Lord did touch your mom. Yeah, absolutely. Thirteen. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, I bet you your house, especially on holidays, was just booming with love and affection and fun and chaos and all those things that makes a family a family. It was that way every day. <laughs> every day. Because not only were we there, but she welcomed in the entire neighborhood. Oh, wow. Anybody who needed something, anybody who wanted to just come sit and enjoy, they came to our house. Well, I want to talk, <laughs> I want to talk about growing up. But before we do, I want to mention, so this past weekend, I had the um, opportunity to visit at the Victory International Church, yes, yes. which is your son's church. Yes. And I have to give a shout out to an incredible lady that I met there after the sermon and we all had uh, food together, we all ate together and it's very special when you eat with a community. Mm -hmm. And that's a Miss Janie Moore. Miss Janie Moore. Janie yeah. Moore, excuse me, Janie Moore. Miss Janie Moore is 92 years 92. young. 92, And oh my God, did she like have her Sunday best on and yes, she yes. was talking to everybody and she looked like she was ready to go dancing. She was. <laughs> I mean, she's just an incredible lady. I, I have more to say about that, but I think we have a caller already. So please go ahead. Let's uh, please. Uh, do we have a caller already? Is there a Miss Givens? You got hello? me. Yes, you got me. A tip from Gilbert. Oh, hello, Mr. Gilbert. Well, hello. You're here with a tip from Gilbert. You have me and of course Dr. Ruth Cummings. What you got to say to us or to Houston? I am here. Good evening. I am calling you, Mr. Gilbert, because uh, last week I spoke with you about my daughter and son' new church um, in Humble. Well, tell us about it. Well, they have, uh, the name of the church is Faith International Tabernacle, and they uh, abbreviated as FIT, because they want you physically fit, exercise, and, you know, fit for God. And, and they said we are fit for the kingdom. So it's, it's kind of a little new, because they want exercise equipment, and just us, uh, you know, bringing the Lord into our lives and make life-changing decisions. And it is on 1315 First Street, Suite A, Humble, Texas, 77338. And, and on every uh, fourth Sunday from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., they have the, the teens. 
So you bring your team, and they have church for teams. The teams do everything. They do the uh, praying, the preaching, and they just be themselves. The only one be there is the pastor and his wife or whatever, and they just let the children just, you know, serve God in the way that they see fit. So I was calling because you asked me to uh, pray over the nation today. Well, please give us a quick prayer for Houston and the nation. And you know what else, of course? Everything going on in Ukraine. Yes. Okay. Uh, Father God, we come in today. And on this way, we know how. First, thanking you. Thanking you for a new day. Thank you for all these many blessings. We pray for uh, everybody, all these families. We pray for all these sicknesses, diseases everywhere. We know you're a healer, Lord. We know you can heal. You're a doctor that never lost a patient. You're a lawyer that never lost a case. We thank you for the church doors that are open. We pray that more will open, that we will get offline and come. You said come as often to serve you and remember to you. I pray for Ukraine, all the people that are suffering. I pray that this world will end. I know you're the only one. No, we don't know, but we have to believe and we have to trust in you with all our heart and lean out to our own understanding. Acknowledge the ways we you shall direct our path. Help us to keep you first and we will never be last. We thank you for all the many blessings, life-changing decisions that we have to make. We pray for suicide thoughts. We pray for suicide attempts. We pray for young children that are going back to church, the mass that are going back to school. Mass mandates or whatever is going on, we pray that we will be protected by God and each other. We look out for the next person. We pray that there will be no racial issues and nothing like that. We just pray that we all come together in love because without love, it's hard to please God. So I pray for this this whole nation, one nation under God. So when it's all said and done, him and books about us because we stay the one no more. I pray this Lord and be the somewhere in the outcome to your praise. These are the best in Jesus' name. Amen and thank God. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for that wonderful prayer, and we wish you much success at Fit, your new church. Thank you. Thank Have you. Have a great day, all of y'all. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. So back to Victory International Church because I just had a wonderful time there that uh this past saturday and for those of you listening it's at 170 rittenhouse and it's fantastic they've already done in my opinion more community outreach food giveaways in you know the last six months than some churches do in a year uh than they do in two years three years i mean it's really incredible so i where did he get that from mainly his dad (laughs) also his mom but uh, we were just raised to give. We, we really believe when the scripture says it's more blessed to give. Ain't that the truth? Do you recall when did he, was there a moment that he said, Mom, I've been touched by Christ and I'm going into the ministry. Do you, was there a moment when that happened? Yes. And, and tell us about that. I just looked at him. Did, did, you, say, <laughs> did you say, oh, Lord. Or, 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 I mean, no, no, I was really, I was surprised, but, but I wasn't shocked because my grandfather, my, my maternal grandfather was a pastor. Oh. My father was a pastor. Oh. And so Claude's grandfather was, was deacon and just in, just the churches within them. The churches within them. Well, and that's, that's, uh, that was not a message from the Lord. That was my wife, but I'll call her back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we saw him as a, as a coach 
because uh, as his dad was always traveling with his job. And so he and I would sit down and watch basketball and football. And he could always tell what the coach is going to do next. Watch, he's going to say this. He's going to do that. And I said, man, that, maybe that's his calling. And so that's what he did for a while. But then he realized that that is not the satisfaction that he was getting out of life. And so he, I was a discipleship teacher, and I still am, at Fifth Ward Missionary Baptist Church. And we teach a class called Master Life. And in that class, you learn just what it says to master life in Jesus Christ. It teaches you what the cross is all about. When, Very we, when, interesting. when we think about the cross, we just think about Jesus dying on it. But, but there's so much more in it that we're supposed to be doing based on the seven things that he said from the cross. And so we're to incorporate that in our lives. And so that course taught you about the cross, taught you what kind of personality you should have if you're going to be a disciple of Christ. Also taught you how to get dressed for the, for the battle mm -hmm. because it's a, it's a spiritual warfare. And it also taught you how to be co-laborers with Christ. Well, you know, I never thought of that, but the concept of, um, being a coach, a pastor's kind of like a coach. Absolutely. He's like a life coach, and he's a coach coaching us in Christ. Absolutely. And coaching us in the, the Holy Spirit and all of those things and ab God's lessons. Absolutely. I, I never thought of that. Very, very interesting. Well, I, we have another caller here. Very quickly, is there a Judge Jason on the line? Good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. This is Gilbert Garcia, tip from Gilbert. Do you have a question or comment for me or my guest, Dr. Ruth Cummings? Are you Claw's mom? Yes. Hi, uh, I'm Judge Jason Long. I'm the judge of the 185th District Court. And I talked a lot to your son this uh, couple, last couple of weeks because he works in the probation department in, in addition to being a, a pastor, right? Right. So thank you. He's a great young man. You know, we are working all the time to get uh, our probation departments that our courts serve the community into a better uh, shape. They're doing a great job, but we can always make it better to help these young men and women who are in the system. Uh, so thank you for uh, raising such a smart, hardworking, and more, most importantly, genuine son. Well, I, I can tell you this, Judge. I saw him preach this Saturday, and mm -hmm. um, I saw him preach, oh, a couple months ago. But I'll tell you, this Saturday, he was feeling Jesus Christ in him. I'm, I'm telling you, he was feeling it. Yes. He, uh, well, it, it was just wonderful, Judge. Well, you know, one thing, and, I, you, and when you think about the role of religion and how important it has been to our community, and I'll speak to this just briefly because it kind of connects to what we've seen in the past year with refugees, is that you know, I'm a Vietnamese American. And so uh, when my family first came to the U.S., we were actually sponsored by... Um, a uh, church. And I'll tell you a, a brief funny story if I could, Gilbert. I, I don't know if you remember me. I met you at your house. Uh, so thank you for having me at your house for the celebration of Daisy. Well, my but, pleasure, Judge. Thank you, sir. Thank you. But um, so a couple of years ago, I was with my mom and, you know, I was raised Catholic. Um, and my mom, we were visiting the grave of my grandmother. And she says, oh, when your dad gets back, my dad had not been um baptized and we got to the u.s when i was about four months old my mom goes uh do you want to get baptized along with your dad i said mom what are you talking about i'm catholic remember we i've been living catholic for 40 years she says oh you know i always meant to tell you but when we came to the united states you were not baptized yet and the family that 
uh, sponsored us. They're Lutheran. They're so nice. And they asked if they could baptize you. So I think you're a baptized Lutheran. So we need to change your baptized Catholic. I said, really? You know, I thought you Well, that's a surprise years. there, Judge. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah. surprise. You know, so I, it's like one of those, like, hey, you never finished high school. I don't think your law degree is valid. I'm like, uh-oh, I better go back and correct this. Oh, my goodness. Well, Judge— but the, No, no, I was going to say the incredible role of all the churches that in the 70s when all the refugees came first came to the United States, I think everyone I know is sponsored by a church. And I don't think anyone's ever written or documented how extensive that network was, whether it's Lutherans, Catholics, Baptists, every denomination, Jewish, help bring these refugees and make them a part of this country. And so, you know, you talk about the role of our churches have in our everyday lives. They're a very uh, pra- practical role. You know, when, when the government can't do it all, uh, churches come together and they help people. And that's their, their primary mission is to help people. So thank you. Well, Judge, we appreciate you calling, my friend. Thank you for your no really nice comments, and we wish you a wonderful day today. Thank you. And, and we have now a surprise caller there, uh, Dr. Cummings. Yes, you have a tip from Gilbert, Gilbert Garcia. Mr. Gilbert Garcia, how are you? This is Pastor Cummings, sir. Pastor Cummings, come on. <laughs> it can't, I mean, you know, I have, you have an, I have an incredible guest today. Oh, you do. Yeah. You do. Listen, I, I am a firsthand uh, witness, a firsthand account to how wonderful she is. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know why? <laughs> it all goes back to it started from family of origin. She was one of 13. Yes, sir. Can you imagine the love in that family? Uh, I can't imagine it because she is a descendant of that love, and she has passed it down to us. So, yes, I can. Well, Pastor, what do you want to say to your mom today? Uh, Mom, I just I want to let you know that I love you. I know that you know that. Uh, I want to thank you for keeping uh, my grandfather, your father, whom I never met. I want to thank you for keeping his spirit alive. Yeah through the many stories that you shared. And, and so many times I have shared with, uh, with the congregation that God has blessed me with um, the stories that you shared about his unconditional love for people, yes. um, his, his dedication uh, to God and, uh, and being a Methodist uh, pastor and preaching and traveling from city to city to establish churches. And so yes. it has been a, a great sense of encouragement to me in my journey uh, in ministry not to give up, uh, and to know that God has a place and purpose for each one of us, and it's just our responsibility to stay faithful until we get to the point uh, in the place where God wants us to be. So I want to thank you for always uh, having the spirit to be willing to share uh, those stories. And I know that it's not, it was not easy. I know that you all encountered some difficult times. Absolutely. Uh, but, still, but still thank you uh, for uh, your willingness to share those stories for those of us who were not there, but we can learn and benefit from it. So thank you. We love you for it. You are so welcome, and I love you for listening. Woo! That is so great. Pastor, I'm hugging you over now on cyberspace right now. Uh, right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hugging you right now. Uh, so we thank you very much, Pastor, for calling in. And, of course, I just love your church. Thank you, sir. And again, we thank you for visiting with us yesterday for our first uh, family and friends. You know, it was such a great uh, occasion. I had many dreams of what it would, you know, what I would, what I would wanted it to look like, and it far exceeded uh, my dreams. And that's that's who God is, though, right? Yes, that's we exactly think we, right. We yes. think we know uh, 
what's good and perfect, and then he shows us what's good and perfect. So, Absolutely. So we, yeah, so we thank God for that yesterday, and we thank you again for your presence and your support. And listen, we, we look forward to reciprocating in the future uh, uh, that support, that same support that you and presence that you have given us. We look forward to, uh, in faith, stepping out and supporting you as well. So, so thank you again for all that you've done for Victory International Church. We're located at 170 Rittenhouse. Uh, and if you are looking for a church home, we encourage you to come and visit us 11 o'clock a.m. for our in-person service, or you can catch us on our social media sites. We are the Big Houston. Thank you again, Mr. Garcia. Very good. Thank all you right. there, Pastor. That was wonderful. Thank you yes. for joining. Yes, sir. So thank coming- you, and thank all, yeah, thank also uh, the people you have working very hard in the background who don't necessarily get uh, get um, get the credit for what they do. Uh, Mauricio and Daisy, we love them both as well. Thank you again. All thank right. you, Pastor. That's wonderful All to right. say. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you so very much. You're welcome. All right, son. I'll God talk bless to you. you. Okay, Amen. Okay. So, Dr. Cummings, let's go to something very important because, boy, time flies here, right? Yes. I want to go back to what was it like growing up in the segregated South? And what's your one memory that, I don't know, was there a scary moment? Was there something that, you know, that just sticks with you? You really want me to talk about I do. that scary moment? I do. The uh, scary. If you're comfortable. Uh, it's, it's, it's comfortable because now as I look back on it, um, as children, we really, really didn't understand what was taking place. But our parents did. And we could see that fear in their faces and, and, and how they wanted to protect us. We were in the yard one Friday afternoon, just before dark. And I was about three or four. I'm gonna say I was four, maybe four years old because it was during the time when uh, the bus bar cut was taking place in Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And the, the Klan, Ku Klux Klan decided we are going to keep the people in Selma in line so what's going on in Montgomery won't happen in Selma. And so they rode through our neighborhoods blowing their horns. They had some kind of light that they would shine. And our parents were rushing us in and rushing us in. And we just kind of stood there because to us it was fascinating. But as my dad began to tell us who these people were, I can still hear the tremble in his voice. I can still see my mom almost in tears because she didn't want anything to happen to us. And we could, I could see us on our knees in front of him, listening to him at age three or four, giving us what we're going to face in life and how to face it. And so his, 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 he said to us, and I'll never forget it, he said, we are Christians. We believe in the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we love everybody. We don't care who they are. We love them. But my advice to you in life is don't trust everybody. Choose who you trust, but love everybody. Boy, what a saint your father must have been he because you, I can't help but to think I would be, I don't know, I can't, I, you know, angry. I don't, I, I mean, I would have all this darkness in my heart and anger. I just can't help it. What a man. Yeah. What a man. Well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I know your family was involved 
some of y'all yes in the, the movement mm-hmm. talk a little bit about the bridge the bridge and and what does it mean to you and and what do you remember the Edmund Pettus Bridge is exactly one mile from the house that I grew up in we lived the address now is 712 highway 80 east Selma then it was route one box eight but anyway we could stand in the on the dirt road and see the bridge that's how we got to town mm-hmm. you walked over the bridge or you drove over the bridge to Edmund Pettus to get to to get to uh, to town get to Selma but on bloody Sunday all we could see from where we stood was what looked to us like smoke but we later learned that it was tear gas. My brother Hosea, who's, who's passed on now, he was on the bridge that day. He had been involved in all of the demonstrations. I had been too, uh, because what, um, as the demonstrators and the marchers would march around the, the Dallas County Courthouse in Selma, trying to get the attention of of the, the sheriff, Jim Clark. They were really trying to push him to do something. Mm-hmm. And so he would do something. He would beat, he would push. School teachers who would participate, they would lose their jobs. And so what they decided to do is, let's bring the kids in. Let's let the children march. They're not gonna harm our children. And so they pulled us all out of school. I distinctly remember marching around the, the wow. courthouse and they did not. They did not bother us. And so we did that on more than one occasion. But every time we went to participate, we were expelled from school. <laughs> well, that's doing something because everyone should have a right to just, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. To, to express themselves. And we were expelled from school, but that didn't last long because my, our parents were, were strong people. And they understood what was going on. And they knew the importance of us taking part. They were afraid for us, but they knew how important this was in order to get the right to vote. Wow. I know we have another caller real quick. Go ahead. Is there a Jackie on the line? Hi, this is Jackie Gilbert. How are you? Good. You have me, a tip from Gilbert and Dr. Cummings, who just gave us some very powerful words. What do you got for us? Yeah, I did have a question for Dr. Ruth Cummings. Please. So your background, it sounds like it's very very interesting and you have um you're one of the many 13 kids in the family and i only have two siblings so my question was like how hard was it to be able to achieve your your goals and help out someone with civil rights coming from you know a very big family and then the second question is what advice would you have for the youth that want to follow your footsteps thank you so much jackie for that great question dr cummings being from a large family was, was actually made it easier because we took care of each other. There are 13 of us, uh, seven boys, six girls. Wow. I was the seventh child. Wow. And my older brothers were notorious for taking care of us. Nobody bothered us. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking about guys, my oldest brother is six, six, seven, six, eight. And just big, nobody's going to bother kid. him. Nobody bothered us. Right. And so um, we protected each other. And not only that, but the community protected us as well. And so having that network of family and people knowing, knowing that people weren't going to bother us made it kind of easy to get involved with the uh, 
you know, with the help of the church and everybody else who knew how important this movement was. So what do you tell young people when young people look to you and say, Dr. Cummings, you know, your interesting life, I mean, you know, and they look up to you. What, what do you tell them? I tell them that it's so important not to just look at me and what I've done, but plot your own path. What are you going to do in life? After it's all said and done, what will people say about you? You can read what I've, what I've done. You can read that I've went to college, I've got degrees, I've participated in this, that, and the other. But what will they say about you? Mm -hmm. And when I put that focus on them and they think about, what do I want people to say? We have even given the assignment for young people to write their own obituary. Very interesting. Oh, I can, I can only imagine. <laughs> you know how interesting they are how funny they can be yes, yes. Um, that would be a great exercise yeah write your own obituary mm -hmm. what is it you want people to say about you mm -hmm. and and how do you want to be remembered how do you want to be remembered what's your legacy going to mm -hmm. be very interesting dr cummings i want to go to another thing though because i don't want to finish this topic we have another caller here but i, I want to go back to this topic well let's take this caller very quick is there a casey is there a casey on the line Hi, Mr. Garcia. This is Casey. You have me, a tip from Gilbert, and of course you have Dr. Ruth Cummings. What you of got for us, I Casey? Have a question. Please. Of course, I have a question for Dr. Ruth. Mm -hmm. So, Dr. Ruth, how do you ensure that communities remain harmonious during times of injustice and inequities? Mm, that's a great one. The main thing is that you've got to have a leader who is willing to stick to this, the movement to the values of the movement. It is so easy these days for leaders to be bought. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, the, the almighty do dollar rules yeah. a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Even when you know something is wrong, somebody can pay you to do something that is right. And so in order to stay harmonious, you have got to be sure that you choose leaders whose values match yours and whose values match the movement. Amen to that. Yeah. Uh, that is one. And hold them accountable. Yes. And my goodness, ladies and gentlemen out there, register to vote. Absolutely. We got uh, elections coming up in early May, runoffs and everything else. Please register to vote. Make your voice heard because your voice matters. And so continuing for a second, I want to go back to the bridge. Okay. You had a brother on that bridge. Yes. How did he do? How? I mean... How did he come out? I don't know if that's the right way to say it. And when you saw him at home afterwards, how was he? He was bruised. We could smell the tear gas on his clothes. No kidding. On his clothes. And he just told us to let me go and get a bath and I'm going to rest. And But he, he walked. He went right back for the next march. He walked that entire 50 miles from Selma, to, Mon did? Selma to Montgomery. Wow. My mother would take lunches to the walkers. She would take walk to, to, to the different marches as they marched. And then on that final day in Montgomery, she took us there. I was there. Wow. I was there. She took us there. She wanted us to be a part of that history so that we would never look back and say, I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. We could look back and say, I was a part of it. 
Well, it's like uh, the great Congressman Lewis, the wonderful yes. saint that he is. Yes. He always said, if you see something, you got to say something, that's right? right. That's I right. mean, and, and I totally get it. Mm-hmm. I think that's phenomenal. We have another caller, though. Do we have another caller there? Hey, Gilbert, what's up? <laughs> is this Jolanda Jones? Man, you think it's not? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you know, I have Dr. Ruth Cummings on the line. Anything you want to say there to Dr. Ruth? Dude, I hear about your work all the way here in Houston. You know, we activists need to stick together. We do work that people don't appreciate. So I just want to thank you for doing what you're doing. I mean, obviously, Selma is historic. We know what happened on that bridge there in Selma. And we know how people always come back. And we know that we're still having problems passing the voting rights. I mean, uh, you know, so the work is not done. Not at all. We had more voting rights way back a long time ago than we do now so yeah you keep doing the work well let me ask for, for a second there joe stay with us for a second so dr cummings do you ever say to yourselves do you ever say oh my god all that work we did all that suffering and people beaten and killed murdered all, all these things and my goodness we're not going forward. We seem to be going backwards. We're further back than we were then. Yeah, I mean, do you get, do you ever look back and say, Jesus, please, you know, you, I, you know, we're trying here, but can't you give us a break? He 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 wants us to do the work. Oh, I know. And and we have sat back and let our state be taken over by people who do not know who Jesus is, because <laughs> if they did. They would not treat us the way they have been. We are worse now with voting, are just as bad than before Edmund Pettus and Bloody Sunday. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing how far back we've gone. How, but you know what? Go ahead. Go, Joe, go. You know what? Here's what happens. People that are the beneficiaries of activist hard work, like, woke up and they had rights. So they never knew we didn't have it. And they're apathetic because they just take them for granted. And they think that in 2022, you know, you know, everything's fine. We had a black president and that's just what they think. And, you know, way back, I'll say a long time ago, it was like people saw the lynchings. People saw dogs getting put on people. People saw fire hoses being used on us. Nowadays, we're just... We haven't seen that. We're so remote, so they don't they don't think, and we don't know. I'm gonna say we just because I'm, I'm younger. Well, I'm about to, I'm about to be 57, but so I just think that 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 in order for the people now to appreciate the rights that we've lost, they're gonna have to go through something, and they're gonna have to be denied rights before they figure out that we've got to fight for them, and that's what's sad. Well, that that is sad, Joe. I hope I hope you're not right. Yes. But it sure <laughs> smells like you're right mm-hmm. because at the end of the day. Maybe it's incumbent upon all of us, and, and Dr. Cummings is certainly doing her part, to keep everyone aware of what it took to get here. That's right. So young people can learn and, and pass these stories down in our families at the dinner table over Thanksgiving and give thanks for everything that we have today. Joe, I'm going to give you one more minute, if you don't mind. Tell us about what are the elections. Somebody wants to vote. Where do they go and what do they do in May? So you've, got, you've got two elections. You've got to do. You've got to complete the Jolanda two-step. You've got to complete the Jolanda two-step. You've got to vote for me. In the you know what, hey, Joe, I think I saw that on Urban Cowboy. The Jolanda two-step. Yeah. I think I saw that you move. Got, Go ahead, Joe. Complete the, uh, the Jolanda two-step, which means you've got to vote for me on May 7th in the special election 
which will get me elected till the end of this year, December 31st, 2021. Then you've got to complete step two, which is to then vote for me in the May 24th runoff, which will get us to the first term January 1st. So one gets me to the 31st of this year and the next kicks me up on January 1st in order for that to happen. But uh, um, Gilbert, one of the things I want to do, so you got to vote for Jolanda Jones two separate times, but you need to have Dr. Alexander Brown come on your show. Doc Brown marched across the William Pettus Bridge when he was 15 years old, mm. got arrested. He's in the uh, Black History Museum in Washington, D.C., with his little thumbprint and stuff from getting arrested at 15. And he lives here in Houston. He was a professor of African-American studies at the University of Houston. So I will connect you guys. Please do. Mesmerizing stories. We'd yeah. love to have him, Joe. Well, Joe, I thank you for being on the show. And please call in again, Joe. As always, you're welcome. I will. Oh, and, and finally, Chairman Coleman is hosting a fundraiser for me on May 10th at Brennan's at 5 to 6.30 here in Houston. So Chairman Garnet Coleman is hosting a fundraiser for me. I hope you will attend and contribute to my campaign. I love you all. It takes money to run campaigns. Amen. Thank so, you, Jolanda Jones. What a warrior she so is. Much. And it was nice to meet you, Miss Dr. Cummings. All like right. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So let's go back, Dr. Cummings. So, um, so you remember all of that. Can you believe your mom was there giving food? Mm -hmm. What an incredible activist your mother is. Yes. Uh, and so then that was instilled in you mm -hmm. all that time. And then where did you go with it? And have you been involved um, just your whole life? My whole life, but, the, but quietly in the background, taking care of others who like to be on the front line. Understood. On the front line. But, but, but we've got to come out of that background now because they have made it so difficult for us to vote. Imagine you can't vote from your car anymore. Imagine how many, used to you could have seven different ways to identify who you are, a light bill or a gas bill, mm -hmm. your water bill or something like that. Now they only want something that the state of Texas says is, is good. You can only take three people to the polls to vote in your own car. That makes no sense. It makes no sense. I mean, it's, why? It's my, it's my car. <laughs> part, part of it is this, what's everybody afraid of? At the end of the day, don't we want more people voting, not less? I mean, don't we want to get, I mean, you go to some of these other countries that have struggled and, and you get voting turnouts in the 50s, 60s, 70s. I mean, they're just all there to vote, lining up all day long. And here in the greatest democracy in the world has ever seen. And I don't know, we're just making it harder or explain all that to me. I, I just can't, I don't get it. Power. Power. Economics. Mm-hmm. Look how the state of Texas is growing. Who, who's, who's the fast? What's the fastest growing demographic? People of color. Well, that's for sure. <laughs> and young. And young people of color. So then how do you stop these people from voting? You pass a law that makes it so hard until a young person says it's not worth it and an older person says, I've been doing this since I was 18. I'm 90. Why do I have to go through all of this? Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. And so that's, that's the aim, to discourage you. And for those of us who are, won't be deterred, they've got it at the polls now where anybody can come up and harass you. Uh, 
That's horrible. It's horrible. That's horrible. It's horrible. That should almost and, be a and, sacred place. It is. A safe it should place. be. And what's more than that is they made it difficult to get precinct judges because now the law is so this and this and that. You don't know when you're breaking the law and when you're not. Oh my goodness. So it's 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 absolutely ridiculous what we're having to go through in the state of Texas. But what I have learned over the years is that you have to beat them at their own game. Uh, back in Selma, when we did get the right to vote, we knew that if we were going to put the people in power that was going to help us, we had to be sure everybody went to the polls to vote. Mm -hmm. And so in our neighborhood, you were responsible. Well, then the churches were really more active, and the church would assign you 10 people these are your 10 people. Mm -hmm. You be sure that they're registered to vote. You be sure they get to the polls on voting day and vote. And so that's what we did. Mom would get her 10 people, be sure they were registered, put them in the car two or three times to the polls, and be sure they voted. Just think about your family. If everybody <laughs> yeah. had 10 people, that's 130 votes right that, there. Right there. Holy cow. And so we got, we're going to have to get back to that. Yep. I think you're right. We have to get back to that. I think you're right. Uh, <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, this is the greatest country in the world. Yes, yes. And, you know, we fought to get here. Mm -hmm. And if it takes more fighting to continue, well, that's what we got to do. That's what we have Everyone to do. Everyone needs to take a look around. And if you see something, say something. Absolutely. Well, you know, go ahead, Dr. Cummins. I was going to say one last thing. And the other thing is parents, when each one of our children turned 18, my husband took them, made sure they registered to vote. Amen. And uh, the, the youngest, Laura, you know Laura, every election, she's voting. She's voting. So are the other children. So parents, we got to get back to that. That's right. It needs yeah. to be automatic. 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 Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I think we're going to cue our music because, you know, there was an old show called Carol Burnett. Yes. And at the end of Carol Burnett, it, she had that song. Yeah. I'm so, so glad we, we had, had this time, time together, together <laughs> to have Laffer sing a song. And before you know it, just started... Uh, Comes a time we have to say so long. so long. Can you believe our 45 minutes is up? Already? Yeah, I mean, I just oh, blink. My. I oh, just my. blink. Oh, my. So we're going to play this song of yours because I want to bring you back to those Sundays. Those Sunday mornings. And when you've got those biscuits and gravies and, and you're there with the family, yeah, yeah. I, I want to bring it all back to you. And hopefully you're having a beautiful, beautiful, yes. you know, travel Absolutely. back in your mind when Absolutely. we hear this. Absolutely. So this is a tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, and prayer. Uh, and when, of course, we finish, we're going to have a few minutes on Facebook. Dr. Cummings, I really enjoyed your company. I'm giving you the last word. Whatever you want to say to Houston right now. Get out and vote. Woo! That's the only way we're going to beat these guys at their own game. We have to vote. Got to vote. Got to vote. vote. Make your voice heard. Our studio audience agrees. So let's go back to Touch Me, Lord Jesus by the angelic gospel singers. I feel like that, you know, you, 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 just, you just 
get that feeling in you. I can see them. That completes us on uh, on the radio. And again, Facebook, we were on KYOK and KWWJ. So this is our really first live on both radio stations. Of course, last week we had our tribute to Mr. Joe Campos Torres and his family as we played some clips from the celebration that we had of his life on the previous Saturday. And of course, I had Dr. Ruth Cummings, who's just been incredible because her family has done so much, all the way back to her father, her grandparents, and the lineage of, of uh, so much activism, whether it was back in Selma when she was a young lady, young girl, to now here in Houston. So Dr. Cummings, again, what do you want to say to people out there? And what do you want your legacy to be? If you were writing your obituary and going, Lord, don't take her for another 45 years, uh, what, what, what would you like it to kind of say, you think? I really wanted to say that I live to be a servant, not to be served, but to serve others. And in whatever capacity that is, whether it's taking somebody to vote, whether it's training to be a disciple, whether it's working to feed those who are hungry, just say that I was a servant. Amen. Well, you know what? I think that's going to be said loudly and large. Uh, but hopefully not for another 50 years, though. Let's, let's, let's give it plenty of time. Lord, we need her. Thank you. Uh, we need her. And uh, how great that the things that were instilled in you are now alive and well in your son. Yes. Who, again, has started his church there on 170 Rittenhouse. Yes. It's already got a lot of folks coming. And, God, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. The music, the sound, the, the, the wood ceiling, it's big. The acoustics, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. It's phenom it is phenomenal. And he's, we've been in the ministry with him since 2013. And we've been moving from place to place, waiting for God to bless us with a place of our own. And now that he has. And so we can look back on the scripture and say that it's true. If you're faithful over a few things, come on up, I'll make you ruler over many. And so that's happened in his life because we started with, maybe eight people no kidding and look where we are now wow we started with eight people in the union hall at, at uh, on jefferson street wow that's where we started can you believe that uh -huh. <laughs> and you went from the union hall to this incredible yes facility yes and then y'all fed i don't know there must have been a couple of hundred people in the uh I guess it's the gymnasium. Yes, yesterday. Uh, it yes. was fantastic. Yes, yes. Well, I'm going to give you the last word. Anything you want to say to Houston? Houston, if you have not registered to vote, do so. If you don't plan to register to vote, you need to call Mr. Gilbert, and he will tell you what you need to do in order to register. There to you vote. go. There we go. <laughs> there you and go. And then not only register, but go and vote. That's the only way we're going to take our state back is that we go and vote. 
Amen. So Facebook and everybody else here, thank you to our studio audience. We are every Monday from 11 to 11.45 on KWWJ 1360 AM 96.9 FM. And we just started KYOK on 11.40 AM. And, of course, you can write me at a tip from Gilbert. No dots, caps, nothing. It's easy. A tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. And, of course, that phone number, 832-570-8075. Call anytime. Think of this as your station. I want to hear what's going on in your church. I want to know what's going on with your kids. I want you to say what happened, you know, in the neighborhood. We want to talk about it. That's what this is all about. It's about good things because there's a lot of good going on in the world and we don't hear enough about it. So thank you to my guest, Dr. Ruth Cummings. And let me just say this. Please join us next week and I'll see you next time. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me on my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 1145 at 96.9 FM, 1360 AM, KWWJ. Or you can call in at 832-570-8075. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. See you then.